Hey everyone, and welcome to this uh, podcast recording of uh, co-creating with AI. I'm Martin Shellstrom, and with me is Rasmus. How are you today, Rasmus? I'm very good. I'm a bit uh, hyper. <laughs> I spent yeah? stayed up <laughs> last late last night uh, uh, just reading through the new announcements from uh, OpenAI and, yeah, uh, and right. watching the demo and uh, by Sam Altman and. It is nuts. So yeah, I can't talk about anything else today. Uh, so that's, but I think it's yeah. the most relevant. It's uh, definitely it's so empowering for like us as you know AI yeah. developers, I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and application builders. But also, mm -hmm. I mean, this just sort of uh, pulls the rug under a lot of big startups out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, it is it is gonna be nuts. So, uh, before I you know go out, go off on a rant, like what's what's your uh, <laughs> do you want to do you want to give a, your overview and then I can add in of sort of what's happened and what they've announced. No, I, I think it, like this is a big divisor of the entire world. In in uh, like either you're holy fuck, I'm gonna do so much more things now with with AI thanks to this uh, release by OpenAI, and or you're like. Holy fuck! My business is in ruins, and uh, and uh, that's what the world is waking up to. The world of AI that is, while the rest of the world is oblivious. But of course, but uh, um, I also think that it's a driver for the entire industry, and of course, OpenAI was uh, the the driver for the entire industry from the start. But uh, <clears throat> um, uh, this is just gonna like propel the the if everything forward uh like boost boost the speed again of everything yeah i agree i mean let's let's dive into it i, I feel like uh, it's good to just give an overview for those who haven't stayed up late <laughs> we're <clears throat> recording this yeah. on you know tuesday morning day after um the open ai's first dev day and i guess just high level the big things that happened is that uh, first with their like, you know, main kind of flagship state-of-the-art model GPT-4, which is, um, you know, what we use in Multiply, uh, highest quality, highest reasoning capabilities. Uh, they extended the context window to 128K. Uh, and uh, that means it's three, it can take in 300 pages of text in one prompt. And so you can give it 299 pages of text and then ask it to summarize them or ask it to analyze them, or ask it to whatever, right? Uh, and this is also, of course, true for, you know, feeding it pretty much, I'm not sure how big a normal like, code mm -hmm. base is, but, you know, you can feed it insane amounts of data. And along with that, they cut prices by a third, no, sorry, to a third, so by two thirds, yeah. by 67%. They made it quicker, it's now called Turbo. It is like a lot quicker. We just implemented it in the product this morning. And it's so much quicker. Uh, and uh, then, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other things it now can do. It can, you know, you can give it images and it can, you know, describe them. Uh, it can, you know, then of course, uh, you know, basically use images that it's generated and generate, uh, you know, images similar to them. Uh, you know, I played around in ChatGPT this morning and, and asked it to generate a picture of a giraffe playing a guitar. And then I wanted that uh, that uh, guitar playing uh, giraffe to have a hat. And, yeah. you know, 
it it can't you know add the hat on the same image but it looks so so close so now it's sort of uh, can follow style and you can actually enforce both um you know enforce the image gen uh, to follow style and you can also now hmm. force the uh, text generation to follow a specific uh, style uh, in, in a very clear sense uh, so those are like just on the gpt4 level and then i don't know if i want to run through the list maybe we should start there and take them one by one otherwise it's going to be yeah bad. um and i guess sorry just to add on that now it can also now in the api you can also um basically like use a lot of the things that were only available in ChatGPT previously. So such as code interpreter, which means it can, you know, run Python code for you to solve a task. Mm. It can call functions, uh, like multiple functions even. So it can, you know, go look up, uh, you know, the weather and across the world and then look where you should travel that has the best, you know, uh, weather forecast for the next uh, 14 days and, and lots of other things. It can use retrievals. You can give it a bunch of data and then that should be used as basis for for you know answering your, your questions and uh, uh what's the last thing uh right you know those were the main things uh, yeah. in terms of that but yeah i mean just before we move on to the other things because this was just one of the announcements like what are your what are your thoughts what do you think this changes who does it affect etc yeah so um <clears throat> and uh... All of, all of those things that you describe are made available through the API now. So, of course, that is hugely empowering for developers. And it's so interesting that the OpenAI has this strategy where they, they build the, one of the best AI products out there, but they also give the power of developers, uh, of, of other companies, all of that, uh, that flexibility and versatility and, and just and power of, uh, of capabilities in the AI models. And... Uh, so it's you could think that the, the API business will cannibalize the product business, but it's rather like they that they are actually pushing the edge. They're pushing the entire industry to move move along with innovation faster, thanks to them innovating in product faster. So so I think that's a really bold move to have both product and API in the same company, and. Um, uh, of course, that's that's mimicking what the big uh, companies do with like uh, Google and Amazon and so on are really like both you both huge API and product companies, of course. But there's also like one on the meta level. There's a really significant change in OpenAI here, where they they are bold enough to give this a general availability from day one. They've been very like cautiously rolling out features like this in in the in the past but now it's like available day one for for everyone and so that just is a significant uh, increase in in confidence like it show show real show of confidence on on open as part yeah i agree and i mean it, it is like it is amazing i'm not sure like how they think about it but my guess is that they are like thinking of themselves as a platform company first. And some of the other things we're going to move into and talk about that they announced and, and made available yesterday, so to speak, to that. But it really feels like they are like ChatGPT is their internal learning engine, 100 million weekly users that they can test with and mm -hmm. that they can learn from and whose data they train their models on. So if you mm -hmm. use ChatGPT, they actually do that. If you, you know, use the API or ChatGPT Enterprise, they don't. Uh, which is, you know, uh, you know, of course, a big reason mm. uh, that people uh, want to use you know, the other two options. Uh, 
but it is amazing. And I mean, just from our point of view, just in, in terms of like mentioning the rug pull of it, yeah. Uh, you know, we were we had just started like we just implemented Claude or experimentally, we didn't push it to production, which has a hundred k context window and is like capable, similar to GPT three point five. Uh, better literary sense in, in some in some aspects, you know, it writes better than GPT 3.5 and, and in some aspects like actually better than GPT 4 did. But now, I mean, we will just throw that work and hmm. just go with GPT 4. And I have like, that was their main, main selling point uh, in, in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, at hmm. least as, as far as I know, their kind of reasons for existence. Uh, so it's, how it's how do you think about uh, the, the pricing move? I mean, um filling up that context window it's gonna like one single generation is gonna cost uh like i think it's gonna be like 1.28 dollars just from naturally because it's uh it's one cent per thousand tokens so that you fill up the entire context window that's gonna be a bit over a dollar to generate one one zero query one prompt yeah i mean i think it's amazing uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I would actually say that just from our point of view, we actually made two mistakes in not anticipate. Like, even though we were anticipating these trends, I've like talked about it mm-hmm. effectively, uh, we didn't act on it. And those two trends are that one context window will increase, uh, you know, continuously, mm-hmm. uh, and the ability to use you know large amounts of data is increasing continuously. Uh, mm-hmm. But we actually invested in compression. So we invested in like, if we were outside of the context window of GPT-4, we used GPT-3.5, chunked the data, summarized, et cetera, yeah. did a bunch of things in order for GPT-4 to not, you know, be overwhelmed, so to say, not mm. uh, to, to get too much data as it were. And, um, and, and that's just something we love. <laughs> like, we're not throwing it out because it can still happen, Yeah. but it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's very unlikely that it will end up in that situation. And the other thing is that, as Sam Altman has, you know, famously said, um, the cost of intelligence is going to zero. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's also just like cost optimizing, uh, you know, AI workflows. Of course, you will do that, have to do that in some cases. We spoke about that last time with bringing it in-house. But, you know, with the cost of of these models, like literally, uh, you know, decreasing many times, you know, uh, I'm not sure how to put it, like, but, but huge percentages a year. Yeah, uh, it's probably uh, at least a magnitude per year, like 90% cost reduction per year at, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So then you don't have to care yeah. about that either. You just have yeah. to provide value. So yeah. I think those like those are the two like biggest things in just simplifying the lives of you know, app developers and uh, empowering more use cases. Mm, definitely. And there's it's so significant that they are um, pushing this... Uh, out into into the wild, while they're also um, very upfront with their vision that they're both um, uh, open about AGI as a as a vision with their AGI team, and also with uh, uh, that Sam Altman is out talking about how he wants to create he wants AI to be the new uh, workforce in companies. Like he really really wants people to build AI that will be employees of businesses. And and that, that that vision resonates so strongly with what what you and I believe in, and just like like the theme of the of the, this podcast, co-creating with AI and uh, uh, everything that we work for, and it's just that 
uh, uplifting for the entire industry that they both have that vision and that they're not afraid of, of, I mean, uh, the, the rug pulling pulling that you that are are talking about, where where some people are going to see like the the past few months of work being being surpassed by their by this release and and that's uh, how it actually should be like I, that's how uh, if if you're not innovating enough that then you need to be uh, accepting that other others going to pass you with the with the pace that we're in. yeah and it's interesting on, on like one of the other big kind of announcements um, that goes with that theme that you described is the assistance API. So I wanted to mention basically that you could, uh, you know, have GPT-4 Turbo, the new one, uh, you know, use the code interpreter retrieval and function calling. Uh, yeah. So that's, but, but the interesting is how they do that is you can actually now like literally without code set up an assistant, an agent, as we've talked about before, uh, or at least, you know, they call it mm-hmm. agents pretty much. Um, and, uh, and like specify these sort of documents, you know, that it should base it on, base it on uh, these, you sh- it should use retrieval to work on those documents. Uh, these are the functions externally that it can use. And if you have it, the need for it to, you know, actually write code in order to perform tasks, then you can activate code retrieval and you can mm-hmm. have this base prompt for the assistant. Uh, and that's kind of the developer version of it, right? So we can, you know, as Multiply, enable users to build assistance or build assistance for users to, to perform their workflows. Uh, but they also launched it in terms of like a consumer-facing product uh, called GPTs. So basically yeah. custom chat GPTs, which is what I described. It's the same thing. It's just like now you can do it as a consumer or as a developer and you can publish them. So you can, I can, as a, just a private person, if I figure out some valuable GPT to build, uh, you know, let's give an example, you know, it should answer <clears throat> legal questions within a specific field and upload the, all the legal, relevant legal documents. Hmm. I can literally create that in, in, you know, if I have access to the data in like a, in no time at all, like literally a minute, and then I can publish it with a link and they even launching their GPT store where they will be rev share if people use my app. And then, then I make money, hmm. uh, which is again uh, rug pulling like Poe, <laughs> who just launched this like yeah. you know a little while ago. And in in my experience, they have well. things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, it's and all of these like I'm not sure how far like character AI and these go, but may, like and, and Poe as well. There are probably things in there that are valuable uh, on top of mm-hmm. this, but uh, it. Inter- character AI, in my understanding, looks like build a, a per, like you know chat with Albert Einstein kind of thing, mm. and uh, and that's pretty easy now, uh, you know, to just set up. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge kind of democratization of, of this, mm-hmm. and I'm, I can really see how they will take their assistants and make them more and more autonomous, so that they can you know like we've discussed many times before, they can you know run autonomously and, and keep doing things uh, even if it's not there by default now. Uh, but yeah, do you have any thoughts on like uh, assistants and agents and what happens happens here? Yeah, so I, I think one uh, future that I envision is that just like companies uh, are expected to have a homepage and be found on, on the web. Uh, I, I think that it's going to be natural for, for businesses to have AIs to, to, to that, that are knowledge in everything they do and which they have. Uh, are given public access to, so you can chat about 
uh, the company with an AI, because that's something that you want to control as a company. Like what what does what what is the what is the state of the art AI on your own company? What does it know about your own company? Um, like if you don't create that, someone else is, uh, might create that for you, and you don't you are not in control of what they what uh, that AI knows and says and and what material is working from. So. And and that also opens up for for a future where these agents talk to each other and uh, and like I think that now with the retrieval um, that that's not necessary anymore. Like we we see that AI GPT four and 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 other AIs with the web retrieval can of course query uh, web pages, but when they do bring it in really into structured format that we see the power of, for example, find as a, as a, and which has a huge database to work from. And that's gonna, just going to grow with, with uh, open AI's move now where assistants are going to have really big structured, high quality data stores. And the, that that's going to provide so much more value than just a, a random, like, uncontrollable web retrieval which uh, quite often uh, uh, does not generate uh, any any high quality results yeah can so, you just like for the listeners well like what what is find just a reminder yeah so so um find is um, uh, find.com p-h-i-n-d is a code assistant so it's basically a very like high profile project where the founders uh, have been uh, fine-tuning models for the past three, four years, uh, and have done a really, really good work on fine-tuning a model on on uh, both coding, producing code, and uh, and uh, looking up information from from uh, the documentation of hundreds of thousands of open-source products. Uh, projects. So, so what they can do is that you can they, they can assist you. They can if you have a problem as a developer, find.com will provide the answer for you in fifteen seconds, and both with information from documentation and from like example code. How, here's how to solve this problem. So it's a, it's a, it's an advanced assistant, and and that's just going to explode. It, it's an example of if you really put energy into creating an assistant, what can you achieve? And I think that's just going to explode now with that being available for so many more people. Yeah, and I think like one thing to pick out in what you said is like on the data side. So one thing like apart from like uh, I think maybe pulling the rug on like Poe for from a consumer angle, like Poe's a consumer product basically. Uh, you know, like a chat bot that can access different models and then you could build bots and they have just launched a marketplace, etc. Uh, but there's also like a lot of <clears throat> services where you can build your kind of custom GPTs, you know, which should be based on these documents, etc., etc., easily. And all of that is now provided by by OpenAI and with, with more power and easier use. <clears throat> but it's also interesting, like in terms of, say, so a lot of people have been using, say, make.com to build like AI workflows. You know, if this happens there, here in this system, then do this and send the call to OpenAI and then you know, send it here to some other system. As it retrieves data, it performs some kind of, uh, you know, AI action and then does some like AI generation and then does some other action. Uh, and 
and then you know it's uh, you know saps inside sapir which is kind of similar um yeah. and it's just interesting now will that all just be done by function calling inside the assistants so instead of doing anything like that i just connect my systems through function calling and that's of course like um, and and i think like in you know make.com and especially sapir which seems to be closely connected to openai will still have a role there by being the connecting glue like you connect sapir yeah, and then you can they use have sapir the functions to... they are yeah. really big function libraries now for ai yeah. to use yeah yeah but like in terms of like doing the actual kind of automation of uh, like are, are are their in-house kind of workflows going to be interest like you know relevant or just like mm. commoditized and then like a huge power for you know the assistants uh, the gpts and, and mm. chat gpt um, but anyhow whatever happens with them i think it's it's quite amazing how that now feeds into the ability to make ai useful yeah and then they also open ai that is they they launched uh, this uh, text to speech interface which is new for them uh, it's it's been in use in their gpt4 uh, mobile app or gpt um, mobile app and uh, uh, it's just an amazing text to speak speech engine with two modes one fast which is faster than 11 labs which is the market leader on text to speech and and one high quality mode which is <clears throat> then higher quality than 11 labs high quality mode at at a cost that is uh, like one tenth uh, of uh, of the market leader so uh, what are your impressions from that and from the demo that they showed no, but I think it's pretty interesting. So what they have now is they they had the whisper, which is uh, you know audio to text. So you could like it mm. could listen to a transcript and transcribe it, for example. Sorry, listen to a, a recording of this podcast and transcribe it. Uh, and now they also have the ability of then with the text to speech of you know going the other way. Uh, and the demo they showed is just combining those two, where he uh, the the guy demoing uh, spoke. Uh, to ChatGPT or just the app that he built, it uh, transcribed it with Whisper directly, and then uh, text to speech, the other API, then uh, you know answered back on on what he said, and it was mm. quick. It was so quick, and it was such high quality of voice. And right mm. now they're providing like six voices, but that's going to be able you're going to be able to train your own. Uh, you know, on your own voice within a year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that unlocks so many things we talked about before. So I think that's like, I mean, we talked about that before as like, you know, uh, sound being like a primary interface. We speak faster than we write, most of us. We speak more naturally than we write, most of us. And we can do it on the fly, you know, whereas, you know, uh, riding a bike and, and texting or driving a car and texting is generally not advisable. So I think it's, you know, you know more there and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, but uh, but I think it's quite amazing just like really making audio, like speaking, I want to say speaking, mm. like an interface. Yeah. Yeah, you know, again, you know, after, you know, mm. the partial success of Siri, et cetera, and Alexa mm. and those things. Yeah, and, and they're providing strong building blocks for that, which is 
just going to enable so many more app developers to build speech interfaces uh, into their products. So that's it's a it's a really uh, strong offering, and it's it's in line, perfect in line with their vision to create uh, to to make AI part of the of the everyday workforce in companies because the AI needs to be able to be there in the meeting room. It can't be a chatbot on the screen if you, if it's going to be a true participant in in your company. Yeah, and it's also like there's a bunch of things behind there with the, I guess with the way they've sort of structured assistance now with threads and messages, which means mm-hmm. that it's much easier for let's just call it OpenAI, like even if you're calling different mm-hmm. APIs uh, that they have, like to recall specifically what you're what you've been talking about and what you're working on. And, yeah. and therefore it can be much, much more relevant in conversation over mm-hmm. time and in work over time. Uh, and I'd like, this has been possible. You just had to sort of do a lot of the work yourselves as, as, as developers, but now it's uh, much more seamless. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited for that one as well. Just, I haven't been playing with actually the chat GPT voice app much, but like the using voice. Uh, but I'm quite excited now that it can speak back because speaking into it, or maybe it could do that actually. It could it? Yeah, it could. Already? Yes. It could yeah, already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just me yeah. being behind the curve on that one. Mm. Yeah, but I'm quite excited to try it now that I saw like how well it works. Mm. No, it's it's really solid. Uh, the, like the the lag is uh, uh, like not very perceptible, and and it's it's covered by this um, smooth animation uh, where. You can see that it's thinking like the, the state is very clear in the com- community in a very in a very clear way that allows the user to feel that you are in in a flowy conversation with AI. Yeah, and it's like um, um, I'm going to go with this. Uh, I I think like with you know the ability to speak, it can become so much more ambient, like like we yeah. talked about before in your life and it can do a lot of things right and that you know so previously it was a chatbot right and if you use it to communicate in text you can do it via computer basically okay you could it could you know call the function to send text messages etc right so that's you know Mm -hmm. one way we communicate with each other but now it just struck into audio so it can call people you know and there we really go back to kind of the google assistant assistant uh, kind of demo from a few years back when it calls your you know, hairdresser and, and books and uh, books and meeting. And I yeah. think that that really allows it to be much more human, right? It can interact with one more way. <clears throat> and of yeah. course, you know, that's kind of going another track that say like Optimus with Tesla and, and some other companies working on, you know, human style robots that's allowing it to interface in the real mm. world, like a human in the world that's built for humans. And I think this is just like, this is one example of that. This is like, uh, we already have systems for communicating via voice. Hmm. You know, Definitely. this podcast recording, Zoom calls, mm-hmm. telephone, and now AI is there. Uh, yeah. So it is like bigger than you initially think about, and ah, it's cute to be able to talk with it. Well, now it's like much more integrated into our world. It is huge, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, uh, and the last and thing, the... right? <laughs> Yeah, so and they are they are also like very clear in the API documentation that you have to de- disclose to the to the human you're talking to that it's an AI talking. Uh, okay. That yeah, and the, perhaps that's going to be the last remnant for like of a uh, uniqueness for for competitors that they allow 
<laughs> like more gray area usage. That's probably going to be what Twitter does, right? Or X, not AI. Like they released their Grok model the other day, which has uh, up-to-date information about Twitter. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and is unfiltered. So it yeah. doesn't say like, it doesn't avoid, uh, and it's more like humorous and, and uh, kind of based. Hmm. Uh, so I think, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, probably like a reasonable assumption is that they, when they go the audio route, uh, they will, hmm. you know, not say that. It will just be like, uh, you know, uh, they will avoid these things but yeah i think it's a very thin layer of protection though and yeah. maybe people want it right i think there's a lot of like legal kind of discussions around watermarking ai content like in the latest executive order in the, in the mm. us by biden uh, which we could talk a lot about but you know other people who are much you know more knowledgeable um but yeah i, I think it's 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 uh, you know it's it's big mm. and then not to forget images right so there's yeah, knowledge we got a boost as well, more available and 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 uh, with an API, and uh, uh, does uh, giraffes uh, with with or without hats <laughs> on command. Yeah, exactly. But it, I think that's also like quite a big thing because it was already like available to ChatGPT plus yeah users, so you can like chat and then it will generate an image and then you can iterate on the image. They have this hedgehog video that demo that they've, they've shown where you generate like a hedgehog for a children's book and then him doing different things. Um, but I really think that in terms of like um, ease of use for image generation, now that it's like ChatGPT and these, you know, the products that are built on it, such mm -hmm. as ours, will, you know, be even more seamlessly and integrated multimodal, like both mm. text and audio and speech, such a simplicity to it, instead of going to say, I mean, Midjourney probably still has a lead on like image quality, but instead of going there and, and working on it, if you can just like have the best um, general kind of uh, language model, GPT-4 mm. working with you to generate images, um, and now it can retain style, it can do a lot of things much better. Uh, you know, uh, easily available. I think, you know, they are going to get a huge, they, like they are going to make a huge catch up in terms of, uh, you know, being, uh, probably the dominant player in, in yeah. image gen, uh, which they have sort of put on the back, I mean, apparently not on the back burner, but you know, they haven't, you know, uh, been, yeah. been caught up with for a while. And, and then there, so I'm very there's, excited. There's, for that. Uh, there's also the opposite, uh, side of, of, uh, image uh, generation which is uh, vision and they allow developers to leverage gpt4 vision as well and that's going to be uh, also opening up an, a big new area for use cases for example if you build a coding agent uh, which a lot of people do allowing gpt4 to code for you uh, if it's coding a web page or an interface it can now uh, basically look at the result and see is this what i expected and then change the code and iterate on the on the code by itself until it it's happy with what it's uh, with the up output with the visual output yeah. of the code yeah that's nuts and um yeah i mean just like other examples just in terms of like asset multiply yeah. uh, i mean helping different target groups but primarily like marketing professionals uh, you know uh, generate different types of content that they can now like or we can uh, very soon like input an image have the style analyzed and then generate mm -hmm. other images in that style even if it's not direct image to image yet 
like give it an image and get mm. uh, add something to it, which will you know, I'd say it's probably here within a year, uh, given the space. Uh, but that's that's huge, you know, for mm. both like in-house marketing teams that we work with and for you know marketing agencies working on behalf of yeah. their clients. So it's yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> it's pretty pretty mind blowing morning actually yeah. for me in terms of like uh, looking at how we uh, reprioritize our product roadmap. Mm. Uh, do you have any closing th- thoughts before we round off? No, that was that was probably it. I feel like yeah. I've been uh, hyper and 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 uh, you know uh, overexcited anyhow. So amazing for me. Yeah, thank you so much, Rasmus. Thanks you to our listeners as well. And this has been a fun episode of uh, co-creating with AI. And see you next time. Yeah. Thank you, Martin. Bye. Thank you.